What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Lita Johnson. Um, This podcast here is more top of the week. It's been the holidays, so I'm not really going to specifically put nothing on um on air that, um, you know what I mean, like a, no Villanova Radio, no Penn State today, just all topics and a couple of things going through um, that we're, we're moving forward toward 2019. I, I announced that Duke and Kentucky men's basketball, I was going to get into Arkansas Razorbacks football and basketball. We're talking about recruiting and basketball period. Um, also, um, Rutgers basketball and football. I got a lot of love out there in Jersey. So I wanted to like stomp into those grounds. Arkansas, I'm out here right now. That's where I live at. And I've been, I was raised here in Little Rock, Arkansas. So, I want to try to, um, I wanted to realistically try to attack a lot of grounds and places I go. I'm already, Philly, you know, Philly is me. I, I, the recruiting out there, I got it. Pennsylvania, it's a done deal. If you want to put somebody up against me, which is not even the fact, but it's a lot of haters out there. Even in the recruit analyst game, it's crazy. I never thought. I mean, I came in here totally humble. I was a rap artist before I did, you know, music back in the day, you know. And um, I'm one of the guys known for, you know, rapping in Arkansas. It's a competitive field, but, you know, recruiting analysts was something I picked up that I had a lot of love for. And now I'm going forward, super forward with it, and I'm never going to stop till I, you know, <laughs> check out of here. No matter what I do, I'm always going to be a recruiting analyst, and, you know, it's a lot of fields in that. But let's get back to um, – I want to talk about you know, Arkansas, Rutgers, Football and basketball, right? Duke and Kentucky. I'm thinking about North Carolina or Kansas, but right now, Duke and Kentucky is just too hot, and I want to step in there. And shout out to Adam Rowe for 247, who does recruiting there. Shout out to Dame Simmons, Damon Simmons and Tyreek Hunt in New Jersey recruiting. Uh, shout out to Richard Davenport and Kevin McPherson in Arkansas recruiting. You know, um, I shout out to Tyler Donahue. Uh, you know, I, I, I got to do I know I've been doing Pennsylvania for a minute. I'm just announcing the new ones. But I wanted to say shout out to Tyler Donahue, um, Brian Linder of PennLive.com, Greg Pickle, uh, Pickel. I don't know if I'm saying that right, man. I don't want to get on him and be like, he said my name wrong. There's no man I try. Um, uh, Ed Kratz for the Eagles, Eagles writer, and Keith Pumpy. It's my family there for a Sixers writer. Um, guys who helped me out, Eric Watkins, VU Sports, you cannot forget that. Liam Jenkins of Philly Sports Network. Jamie Bascal, Philly Sports Network, covers the Flyers. Uh, Tom Moore, Sixers writer. Prefer, uh, he's been doing it for a long time. That's my guy. Shout out, man. He gets down, man. Tom Moore's a legend. Um, just shouting out a lot of guys that, you know, helped me. I'll be doing this two years in March. Yeah, I've only been doing it that long, and I've already got over a thousand interviews, you know. It's just a God blessing. Now, um, let's talk about Villanova a little bit. I just want to stop on that. I'm sorry, y'all. I had to come all crazy into you, you know. Um, yeah, and I didn't start with my theme music. Everybody know I got Rock Him, Eric B. Rock Him, Follow Leader is my theme music, man. That is it. Follow Leader Podcast. But no, let's talk about Nova. I'm going to go with Nova with Lynn Greer, who told me on the phone. He's like 2020, four-star a guard for Roman Catholic, the loaded Roman Catholic. I also heard from Stock Riders, my boy, uh, Jake Wingarden. He's one of the best in the game. Shout out to him, too, man. I write for Stock Riders. Shout out to him. Shout out to Barry Lenny Jr. You know what I mean? Uh, Victory Bell Rings. I got it. It's crazy. But 
Jalen Duran, a 2022 power forward. Villanova's recruiting and Penn State recruiting him hard. So, uh, for those, you know, that, that that's, I mean, it's, it's going, I mean, Penn State recruits Roman Catholics so hard, man. I mean, they go with them boys so crazy, man. Um, Arkansas, I'll shout out something with y'all real quick. Arkansas, uh, Moses Moody is, uh, um, he plays for Mount Verde. A lot of people know him. He's NBA 20, top 20 NBA prospect on NBA draft from dot com. That's who I write for, uh, my NBA draft from analysts. I'm a senior writer there. Uh, worked real hard. Got that. Shout out to Mike draft room. Um, Moses Moody is nice, man. Talk to his pops. Real cool dude. We're going to start doing some things around the community in Arkansas, helping kids stay out of trouble. Um, Moses is just a nice shooter, man. He got length too. He playing with good Mount Verde, you know, Boston, Copervica. They get he's a good player. Don't let me say that wrong, man. I see guys play. I don't hear names too much. I just don't. I do my own work. I need to be around more people and hear these guys' names because I get them wrong. I know I'll be getting them wrong. Uh, but Bosa is a a beast. He's a beast. Okay, and he plays with um Omar Payne. It's a good team over there. Ryan Nimhard, shout out to Claude Nimhard. His 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 son Andrew Nimhard plays for Florida. Um, just a good team, all around team. Moses is going to be a special player. If Arkansas gets him, that's big. And the way they're playing, they could. Make, it might be. Listen, I don't know. Now he's on Villanova's board, but they haven't given him an offer. That's crazy, man. So we're just looking at to see what's going on there. Um. Penn State, man. Penn State just uh Derek Wingo, 2020, four-star linebacker, just committed. <sighs> how they do that? I mean, how they they still working on 2019? And they get scholarships from other guys in 2020. You know, uh, they got an offensive lineman, Grant, he's he's a beast. Um well he's a I say this, he's a beast, but he can be better. You know what I mean? I just like his size and how they move with it, dog. Man's a monster. Um Rutgers is football. I want to shout out them because they're starting to do some terrific work out there in the football game and recruiting, man. I mean, snatching guys. And I think a lot of underappreciated New Jersey players need to look at how John, uh, my boy John G, man, uh, Guianamo, he um, was one of the top receiver in Jersey and nobody, you know, really looked at him hard. It was crazy. He wasn't even getting no stars by 247. And, and and the crazy part of New Jersey is a big time like sports state. So I don't see how what are they looking at when they see the best receiver in Jersey and he gets no stars. You know, when top three in, in cat category broker. I mean, what's going on? So, you know, like I say, shout out two four seven sports. Oh my guys, man. But look, I agree to disagree, all of us fellas, you know. But I just feel like what are you looking at, man? Who's giving these stars? My guys, man. But um, all right. Listen, um, it's a lot, a lot of things to talk about in sports. I, I'm, I'm really just getting on air, and it's like an appreciation night because I've been getting so much love, and there's new opportunities that opened up during this podcast. I just want to thank everybody that um has supported me, and you know, tonight I just give y'all all types of news, man. You know, all types of news. That's where I'm going with it. You're gonna get all types of news. So. Right now, um, we look at a lot of recruit. Gonna go over some eagle stuff, of course. People want me to talk other stuff. Let me know in recruiting which y'all want. What you got? Now I do request because I love the challenge. 
I love the challenge. I love the game and I love to find out about players. And if you if you hit me up and say, well, can you give me news on Quinnipiac? I do it. I got you. Just uh, message me. You can do it on anchor.fm. You can inbox me, uh, Lita Johnson, on Facebook. You can contact me on Twitter. I mean, hit me up. I got you. Lita Johnson got you. Some people out there cannot get information on certain programs, football, basketball. I will go in detail and get the information. I will call up schools. I will do interviews. I mean, I got the platform. I mean, what do you want? to do what do you want to hear about what's going on how the team is looking i mean that's me man that's me all right so um i tell you what like i said when we get back we're gonna have a lot of things to talk about uh the eagles making a surge the sixes everybody talking about it's mb they're trying to make problems out the sixes which is crazy i mean mb's a competitor so we're gonna get a lot to that man we um Got a lot of things to talk about, you know, for this top of this hour here. So we will get into that. No problem about it. We're definitely going to get into that. So when we come back, I will tell you more about a lot more. We're getting some Arkansas stuff. We're getting to a lot. All right. When we come back, follow the leader. Yo, your boy back, man. Um, just a quick little break. That's all. Get some things set up on on a humbug. We're gonna talk about the Eagles real quick, and they have the uh, Redskins coming up. So all you Redskins fans, get ready to taste the. Look, I'm not gonna talk mess. I'm an Eagle fan. I'm a little biased, but um, Eagles are surging. That's that's a that's a good two wins, and I think everybody, even at the top of the year, was questionable on those wins and seeing how the Eagles would really, you know, become a team. Now. They did late, but it's better late than never, right? The Eagles. Let's talk about those Eagles. Now, Alshon Jeffrey and and, and Jack Ertz, what nobody talking about, and Dan Sproles are all kicking up at the right time. If now the Buck, the Vikings play the uh the Bears, the top team, in the, and and they not no joke. Like, I'm not saying that the Vikings can't beat them because the Vikings are good. They can beat them. I don't. I mean, Vikings just fell down. Chemistry. I don't know what happened, but. To talk about some real talk, I just think that the Vikings are just like, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Case Keenum and the chemistry. Chemistry is big. Can't sit up there and talk about uh, a team that's good, but they ain't came together. Man, it's crazy. You know, so I honestly believe that, you know, that's what happened. I just think the chemistry with Kirk Cousins wasn't there. But anyway, let's go to this. This is a game that the Vikings can win, man. 
We need the Vikings to lose to make it easier to get back in the playoffs. Now, the Eagles also got to win. I know people are writing this off and all that, but they're going to try to win. And the Eagles got to come out and dominate. And I think the Eagles are hot at the right time. I honestly think that. I think um, I think if they get in the playoffs, it, it's it's crazy for anybody to want to play them. Like It's really an advantage. Eagles are hot right now. They are that Super Bowl. We got Nick Foles. I don't know. No, no. People are talking about Carson Wentz, Nick Foles. Who should be there? Listen, Nick Foles was winning games too. This is two. I mean, Carson Wentz is winning games too. He was always playing good if the defense was bad or people were dropping passes. He was always playing good. I mean, this is later in the year, and Philly sees an injury they don't want to shake. You don't want to mess up your franchise quarterback. And if you got a backup quarterback, you can throw in there. And, and the crazy part is what people are not looking at the realistic thing about the Eagles and what they're doing with this is that they feel comfortable putting in their backup quarterback, even though they're in the playoff race. That's shit what people should be scared of. These do. Listen, these cats got a player that can really make it happen and win a Super Bowl. You know why they have that? You know why they think they have that? Because he's already done it. So they they making their call. They're making their call. Sproles, sometimes he looked like he get hurt, but this past game, he was a different Sproles than the game against the Rams. Like he was looking kind of hurt, but he wasn't looking like that this game. He was running the ball. I mean, Sproles is something beastly. And 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 what teams want to see the thing is when every time Sproles is on the field, he was always a matchup problem. So now you want to throw him throw him in late in the season. And you're looking for a total a total matchup problem with with Darren Sproles now, right? Like who's gonna guard Darren Sproles? They're not even ready for him to play. He hasn't been healthy in the last couple of years. So if Darren Sproles still has the explosiveness and, and you know can which which we've seen he has, that's a problem. That's the one problem. I think that's the one problem that makes everybody good. Because they're gonna put people out there to guard him once he's starting to beat people now. Or you're going to sit there and let him beat you. You can't do it because he's going to do it. They could throw it to him all game in so many different ways. It slice people up. And you got Zach Ertz. You got Alshon Jeffrey. And then you got Nelson Aguilar. I mean, look at that team, the way they're playing now. The last two games against some very good teams. Look at the way they're playing. And the crazy part is starting when Nick Foles came in the playoffs and he started and he went against um the Atlanta Falcons. He had the same kind of same type of game against the Rams. It just looks like deja vu all over again, man. And the crazy part is, you're looking at back, looking at what could happen. We don't know about no too much of a, but what if Carson Wentz gets thrown in there? Hey, backup quarterback is Carson Wentz. <laughs> like, you know, I know Sudfield's gonna go in there, you know, for the season, but I think Carson will be healthy by playoffs. He'll be healthy enough. You know, so um, it's going to be a game knockdown. I think Redskins are not going to go down without a fight, but Philly needs to blow them out and just prove where they're at. You know, to convince everybody. I mean, we don't need no hard game right now. When you're going to the playoffs to be done, if you blow them out, Philadelphia has solidified itself and said, hey, we're a team. We're, we're a Super Bowl contender. And people right now looking probably like, oh, what, they're 9 and 7. Philly beating the Texans, who had one of the longest winning streaks in the league this year, 
and looked like a Super Bowl contender team. My pick for the AFC Super Bowl at the beginning of the year, and it was up and down, and they started running off with it. Now, they beat the Texans. They beat the Rams, who had a potent offense. Really made their offense like they ain't got nothing. Some people saying Cooper Cup, look, y'all was talking about this offense like couldn't be beat. Look what happened. Now you go into here and you bring all these weapons back. Golden Tate is another guy. I'm not going to say nothing, but and Mike Wallace is coming back. He's back. So now they got all these receivers. They got a whole, you got Nelson Aguilar. You got uh, Alshon Jeffrey, Golden Tate, Mike Wallace coming back. With Jordan Matthews. And you tell me you shouldn't be with, with two tight ends you, and with Sproles. That's, you tell me teams shouldn't be scared, but they probably not thinking that because they're not really realizing what's going on. They're they planning for Zach Ertz and Alshon Jeffrey. Or they don't even know who to plan for because I don't think people really respect the Eagles' weapons. I mean, uh, the Sixers, um, let's go on some Sixer news. I want to talk about, you know, the Sixers have been playing good games, man. It's just, you know, chemistry has to happen. Stop asking NB questions. He's going to be up front with you. I ain't get the ball down low. So what? He's not saying that like that. He just ain't want the ball down low. Who, didn't, who don't want the ball down low? You know, stop making things bigger than what it is. The media, the media got to find something, though. So we can't be really be mad at them. They got to find something to do. So um, I'm going to give it an absolute right now and say that um, the Sixers are going to be very elite after the All-Star break. Zaire Smith is going to come up through the G League. They're doing a good job of development. I think Mike Markell should go to the G League. What is wrong with people? They usually don't come back from this. Ain't they usually? Anthony Bennett wasn't a talent. Markel Fultz is. They're talking about Anthony Bennett and people that uh, five, five beats, not Markel Fultz talent. But it's not even a comparison. So stop saying that. Like it's retarded. <laughs> that was that 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 was unbelievably retarded. He wasn't even rated of the top of high school star that Markel Fultz was. It's just totally retarded. Don't listen to these guys talking about if, if he if if Fultz goes to the G League that. You know, I mean? oh, he's not going to come up. Fultz is good, man. He's just not as where everybody wants him to be as being a number one overall pick. And fair enough, if you want to judge it like that. But there's too much attention going on him just being a decent player right now. He, and then I mean by decent, he can be explosive. He can score. He had a triple-double last year. I mean, what type of people's bust, a first run, number one overall bust? Oh, I get that. But what type of NBA draft bust? Like if you're saying a number one overall pick bust, okay, yeah, okay, I got y'all. Y'all, y'all was looking for Ben Simmons numbers, LeBron James. I would totally take that. But as a draft bust, no, he's a good player. A decent game because it's not all the way developed, but he's a good player. He's a, he could start or he could be on the bench. Depends on what you got. If you got a star, uh, three stars on your team, he could start. If you got two stars on your team, he could start. Just have other good guys around him. It's just the expectation. I mean, he, he give him thirty minutes before anybody talk. Anyone give him thirty minutes a game. We see how he worked with thirty minutes a game because that's another thing. I'm gonna take what y'all say about the number one pick overall bus. Okay, whatever, and that's what I labeled it. But what I don't understand is how is Markel Fultz going to be this number one overall pick without thirty minutes a game? I don't care who don't compare him. To, 30 minutes a game, get that man 30 minutes a game, starter minutes. I don't care who, what other rookie, what other this, 30 minutes a game, period. You're number one overall pick. He's warned at 30 minutes a game you can get to him or not. He's warned at that. If you're going to judge him this close when he's playing about 21 minutes a game, you're going to have to give him 30 minutes a game to even judge him. 
That's just real talk. He's his number one pick. He's a number one pick. And eventually a number one overall pick plays 30 plus minutes. How about that? I'm trying to really give optimism to people saying, well, they might find somebody out there who played 28 minutes a game. Is he averaging 28 minutes a game? How about that? Let him average that. <laughs> How do you give a man 20 or 21 minutes a game and try to judge him as a number one overall pick? I think that's the most, and I'm going to post that on Twitter. That's the most retarded judgment I've ever saw in my life. Let that man develop, go to the G League, and that's where the trouble leaves. He might even give the G League some hype because he doesn't need that, man. Just leave Markel alone. Y'all, y'all got other things to write about, man. Write about LeBron saying uh, the lyrics. Are just stupid. How y'all go at LeBron for saying some rap lyrics, man? Y'all not going to go at the rapper. You know why? Because that's his business. You can't use a person's it's law. You can't use words against him. He's a rapper. So why would you use LeBron for saying something that the law don't even go against? Stop it, man. People scared of rappers. That's what it is. I ain't going to mess with them. They want to talk to his basketball. And they've been trying to mess with LeBron for the longest, man. It's just crazy. But, um, super crazy. Yeah, the Sixers, they'll be okay, man. I see Shea Milton coming in, contributing. I mean, G League does his thing. Delaware Blue Coats, whoever is um doing that is doing a great job. I'm serious. I mean, Ja, ja uh, what, what's, what's my guy's name? Um, Jonah Bolden. He's going to be good. And you look at him and you think, um, you think, wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, straight up, like. He got he's wingspan. He can shoot the three. He's just gonna be a minute before he develop. I think he'll be a, he can he could be there for a guy. Um, Shake Milton the way he did four can cork Myers, who's proved why he wanted time. He proved it. He proved why he wanted time, and he got it. You know he's been contributing. I mean he gives them a bench. People talk about this bench, but what people are not looking at is that the same thing that Elton Brand said was, listen, we need to get this. We need to groom these guys. We're not in the rush to trade for people. They got good players. You got to let them guys develop. They're not with, see people are so anxious for Philadelphia to be the best team. I, I really feel it because nobody would be on a team so much when they're developing. You know, it's crazy. It's nothing to say against them. Y'all talk about Boston. You know, Boston had a slump. Now they're trying to come back. You know, they're making their little comeback, but they had a slump. So that's something to worry about. All right, now listen, man. We're going to come back and um, talk a little more. Um, Follow the podcast. Appreciation night. I, I'm going to make this, man. I just want to um, give a few things. We'll talk about some, you know, some um, Arkansas Razorback basketball. And we'll talk about some Duke Kentucky basketball. That's where I'm going to go. No football right now. All basketball. It's basketball season. So we're going to get to it. All right, y'all. Um, Coming back. Follow leader, y'all.
the fuck though. Let the love go. Five, four, three, two, one, one, go. Hit the shit show. Put the front row. Talk shit, bro. That's the tough shot. Money over bitches. And a fuck ho. That is still mine. What the fuck for? I sleep with the gun. Then she don't snow. What the fuck, yo? Where the love go? Trade the ski mask. What a month go? It's a bloodbath. Where the sun go? It's a Swiss beat. Double drums go. If she empty, then the sun's go. If she sip wings, double cup toast. Got a double. Will a hundred. Let a love go. Where's the up, bro? What the fuck, though? Where the love go? Five, four, three, two, I let one go. Stop. What the fuck, though? What the fuck though? Where the love go? Five, four, three, two, I let one go. Stop. What the fuck though? Get the fuck though. I don't bluff, bro. I come out the scuffle without a scuffle. Fuck, fuck, bro. Oh, 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 oh. Y'all know Lil Weezy uproar. No, it is. That joint's so hot. Listen. We're going to talk about Arkansas recruiting real quick. All my people in Arkansas, man. You know what I do with Nova? We're going to talk about some Nova recruiting. It's all college basketball right now. So if you want to hear about anything else, you might as well get off the podcast. It's basketball season. I'm in it. I'm in it. You know, um, let's talk about... Um, Arkansas has uh, Justice Hill, man. Three star, two sports star, number four in the nation by two four in the state of Arkansas by two four seven. Um, forty first ranked point guard, three hundred thirty fifth ranked player. He's he's a beast. I, I want to see him do with this team. It's gonna be something to see him come in, man. They got a nice point guard, athletic, get some stuff going. And I, I wonder if he's gonna play. You know, I'm gonna find out if he's gonna play football because dude's nice. Derrico Williams, power forward. Um, he's coming out of Kinston, North Carolina, six eight two fifteen. You know, it's a good prospect to have. Got to have this power forward. He looks, I mean, you got guys like uh, Louisville after him, and that's probably going to be their their biggest thing there. But he's um he has a uh, Arkansas high, so it's a power forward there. Three a uh, three star, Jason Chitobo. Now he's been doing good, man. If I say his name wrong, y'all know, but um, he plays for Hamilton Heights Christian Academy. I've been seeing this guy. This guy can play. He's a three star. He's number seven in the state of Tennessee, number 45 ranked center, 243rd ranked player in the nation by 247. Three star. I mean, they need that because Gaffer's gone. Gaffer's top 10 player in, in, in NBA. Go to NBADraftRoom.com. You'll see Gafford. You'll see where he at. You know, they got a couple of guys, uh, Amir Langlis, um, Dodu Gaye. Got some foreign guys, man. Coming out of Florida and Georgia. Uh, they're looking at guys like Raymond Hawkins, who is a three-star center. I, I, I'll be getting some, I'll be getting some interviews, man. Okay. I'll be getting some interviews. We're going to talk to some guys. Number third in Nevada, number 40th ranked center. In Nevada, so Arkansas, you will be getting some news on 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 some guys because I'll be getting them. All right, three star guy Jalen McCreary, he's a, a three star power forward. They're also looking at him. He's number six in South Carolina. All right, um, Javon Franklin, we all know he's he's a good talent. Holmes uh, Community College, um, he's with Arkansas. Um, he's a guy with Arkansas. 
I'm pretty sure I could have sworn I heard. I don't know if 247 got the real scoop, if he's already committed or not. I will find out. Just letting y'all know, that's 2019. Now. It's 2019 class. 2020 class? Hey. And it's a big class. I think I want to give y'all news on this because 2020 class is super talented. Two top targets for Arkansas. Chris Moore, Gerald Dokes. That's the top targets. All right. It's not Moses, which is crazy. Maybe they see him in Florida. And I still think he's a high target for Arkansas. I think Arkansas definitely wants Moses, so I'm not even going to go to that point. It's crazy. But the guy, Chris Moore, is a power forward out of Middle Smith, Arkansas, can play. Um, number two in the state of Arkansas in 2020. Number 20th ranked power forward and 117 in the nation. Gerald Dokes is a point guard out of Jacksonville, Arkansas. Number third ranked at Arkansas, 93rd ranked, uh, no, 35th ranked point guard and 163rd ranked player in the nation. Now listen, Arkansas trying to snatch their they talent inside in state. And this dude's been good. If he can get these two guys, I mean, and then roll with Moses, it's looking like something. They after Jalen Johnson. Uh, everybody is Duke is after him. He's number one at Wisconsin. I don't think they'll get him from Duke. I think he's Duke. Number two ranked small forward. Number four ranked. This is how good this class is, though, man. Number four ranked in the nation. He's going to have the guys like that that's big. Isaiah Jackson, uh, another five-star. I've been watching both these guys, Jalen Johnson, Isaiah, they five-stars. Okay. Now, Isaiah Jackson plays with LaMelo Ball, Inspire Academy. Okay, Geneva, Ohio. I mean, he's been a beast. 6'9", 190, can do it. Number one ranked player in Ohio. Number third ranked power forward in the nation. 17th ranked player in the nation. Arkansas is recruiting him. Moses Moody is number four in the state of Arkansas, which, whoa. Unbelievable. Number four? But, yeah, Moses Moody, number four ranked Arkansas, um, five-star. Seventh ranked shooting guard in the nation. 27th ranked player in the nation. Uh, they're also recruiting Bryce Thompson. Number number one ranked player in Oklahoma. Okay, 18th ranked player. 18th ranked ranked shooting guard. Sorry, y'all. It's a lot. Uh, 69th ranked player in the nation. Um, And Finlay Dante, that's my boy. He's a a five-star. Talked to him some time back. Man, I had to talk to him again. I'm going to get an interview for NBA Draft with the guy. The guy's a a beast. I think Kentucky's in on him. I got on stock rising. My stock rising predictions. Kentucky's in on him. Um, I'll be releasing stock rider predictions real soon. Now, the ninth ranked player in the nation. I'm just going to say that. I ain't got to say it no more. He's a center, 6'11", 230. Michael Collins uh, out of West Memphis, Arkansas. Uh, Peyton Brown, Caleb London, Jalen Williams. They're recruiting all those guys for the 2020 class. And this is a beast class. This class is going to produce um, a real talented 2021 draft. It's going to be a, uh, probably, to me, the most loaded draft. I mean, it always comes up, right? The most loaded draft since, well, this is another draft. This draft would be better than the one that just passed with Marvin Bagley and the guys like that. So, I mean, this is big. 2019, I mean, if you're looking for something like standout, no. 2020 draft, that's going to be big. I think it will be a lot of good talent, way better than um, – it'll almost try to equal um, the Marvin Bagley draft, the 2018 draft, so – We'll see what that goes with. These guys like Scotty Lewis and Brian Antoine coming out in that draft. That's going to be a real good draft. Um, To look at Duke, a lot of people are talking about, you know, they wanted to ask me about Duke. 
I mean, I haven't really interviewed a lot of prospects, but what I have done is that I've um, accomplished a lot of uh, looking at prospects. I got to study my field. This is what I do. All right, in 2020 class, the real talent, I told y'all Jalen Johnson, number one guy. Okay, R.J. Hampton. I just talked to his dad. He's about to go play basketball in Amarillo, Texas. He's a t- he's number, thir- number three on the 2021 NBA draft board that we got, NBA draft from .com. He'll be a star in the NBA, R.J. Hampton. Little Elm, Texas, man. Little Elm, man. He Right now, he's a, a combo guard, you know, number one in the nation. Fifth-ranked player in the nation. R.J. Hampton has the smoothest jump I've seen since Ray Allen. Uh, Brandon Boston Jr. What's up to his dad, Brandon Boston Sr.? That's my guy right there. He's he gonna be in the NBA too. He's a star. He's a star, man. Brandon Boston, BJ, he does. He 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 puts in work. Third ranked shooting guard in the nation. Tenth ranked player in the nation. I mean, this is Duke for Jeremy Roach. Ha ha ha. That's also a Villanova top target. Number one ranked point guard. Number fourteenth in the nation. I see Nova getting him. But everybody else, you name. I named out of there, I think Boston and Jalen Johnson are those guys. They are those guys. No doubt about it. Um, Isaiah Todd is another guy who we're going to see. Now, North Carolina's after him. That means Duke can make a big run at Isaiah Todd. Mark Williams, Virginia, I think if they go at him hard enough, Mark Williams is coming to Duke. Duke has that Scotty Barnes, we're going to see where that goes. Okay, they're, they're recruiting him. These are all five stars. I'm talking. Jalen Suggs, ooh, that's a beast guy. Jamin Bakefield, Breakfield, another guy, five star. Greg Brown, talk to him for NBA draft room. He's going to be in the NBA. This guy is dominating this year. Dominating. Seriously dominating. Okay, um, number six player in the nation, number one power forward. Listen, y'all, I'm going to go to a break, and I will definitely get back at y'all about this Duke because there's a lot of stuff we need to know about Duke. So I will talk to y'all later on, man. In a minute, you know, we can come back from break later on. Let me get a break, man, and I got y'all. All right, man. favorites right there man i'm only gonna play you know you give me some requests or whatever don't expect to hear the whole song can you play what do you mean can i play i'm not even gonna play the whole song so i I appreciate the love when you know when i be playing tracks i don't even play the whole song do you do y'all want me to play half the song look you just want to hear a little bit i'll do that man so you know holler at me and um we'll get there going don't be too crazy on your request i'll maybe say no okay all right listen now we back. Um, Hunter Dickinson, Walker Kessler, Xavier Foster rounds out the Duke guys. Now we talking about Kentucky. Kentucky is um, 
Kentucky having a problem recruiting right now, right? Because Kentucky, my Coach K can do his thing, man. Because all of a sudden they they pass, you know, they, they kind of like pass, you know, uh, Kentucky like they just a wow factor. They two top targets and Finlay Dante. I was telling you about him in Kentucky and Scotty Barnes. Now I see Dante going there. Barnes, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Duke and Kentucky will fight over Barnes. And I think that that's the only two people. Seriously. Florida State's there. I'm going to throw them in there because they're local. Always in, in Florida. You, you got to put them in there because they're local. And they, they always seem to get good. Scotty Lewis went to uh, Florida. Five-star. My guy, Scotty Lewis, in Florida State's always getting some beats. So, you got to rock with that. Um, R.J. Hampton, of course. What the? Huh? Yeah, Coach K, Kentucky's going to go after them, no doubt. Uh, Jalen Green. We'll see how that rocks, man. And now they, the people are thinking that Kentucky can make a run for Jalen. Memphis has that right now, y'all. I'm just trying to tell y'all. I don't see Kentucky really like, but they're going to make some ground. I think some people put Kentucky because Kentucky's involved. Didn't, didn't y'all see Kentucky just, Memphis just waxed Kentucky for James Wiseman, then took DJ Jeffries. I mean, stole him. Gunshot. Just give him up. He just decommitted and went back. I mean, Kentucky was big on James Wyman. Next thing you know, here come Penny being the coach of Memphis. I don't really think y'all need to say Kentucky is going to prove to me they can battle that guy. Jalen Johnson, no. Cade Cunningham, I could see that happening. I mean, Cade is a beast at Mount Verde. Plays with Moses Moody. He's a beast. All right, Isaiah Ty, we're gonna see what happens. I don't no, it's a no I think it's a Duke, North Carolina battle all day. Roach nine. I mean, even though he's they're prioritized, I mean they're looking to get him, but it's Villanova time, dog. This is when Villanova gonna take you. Now Kyrie Walker reclassifying five star still. Um no, not reclassifying, but he decommitted and so what I look for is uh, Kentucky to make a run. Memphis is making a run. I think Memphis, they could actually get Kyrie Walker. Memphis is going to be dangerous soon, man. Uh, Sharif Cooper, that's a Kentucky. Listen, Kentucky got him. You know, they, they, they got a good grip on him, I think. I think he's a point guard that could end up being in Kentucky. Auburn is right there. I think Auburn is at the top of the list, but I think Kentucky going to make a move. I think Kentucky gonna make a good move. We're gonna see what happens. Auburn has been very good in his recruitment. And I think Kentucky is gonna make a move and take him. Greg Brown could definitely go to Kentucky, but Texas is where this man wants to land, probably. And Kansas is at them. I mean, people are gonna be going at the Greg, man. They are. That's my guy, man. Love that guy. Love Greg, man. That's my guy. Brandon Boston, um, nah. To do Jaden Springer. Mm, I'm kind of confused a little bit. We'll see what happens with that. You know, you got Tennessee, Maryland, guys like that going at them. UCLA going at them. We'll see what happens. I mean, I'm I'm really I'm really kind of you know upside down on where it's going. Walker Kessler. The I just think in Georgia. Um, I think in Georgia is where he wants to stay at. I just don't think nobody's going to be able. Nobody escaped from offense really. Hit him like if Kentucky goes toward him, I think he comes. 
I think Georgia might as well cancel Christmas. Uh, Jamin Brakefield, that could be a guy that could, if Kentucky comes after him once again, I mean, I think he's Kentucky. And Kentucky's been recruiting him. And then look what happened. I mean, it's a one time Kentucky wasn't there. But they're there now. All right, so um, listen, y'all. Just want to give y'all a little bit of news, what's going on, you know. Uh, and um, my next podcast, man, this is a top of the week podcast. So my next podcast, man, I'll talk to y'all about a lot, of course. Um, Villanova Radio is coming back. This is like, you know, top of the week podcast after the holidays, everything a little late. Everybody who had a good holidays, uh, happy holidays. God bless your families. And I'm out. Y'all follow me on um, Instagram, Lita Johnson, on Twitter, Lita Johnson, on Facebook, Lita Johnson. And um, talk to y'all next time, man. Follow Lita. This is Lita Johnson, man, and I'm here to talk to y'all a little bit real quick. This is going to be like a quick little, you know, Penn State radio. I got a further one I'm going to do to break down rankings and how good these guys can be just for the Penn State fans to know what type of prospects they got. But let's do a 2019 update. We know that Devon Ellis and Smith Vilbert are here. There were two locks I had. Um, Devon Ellis at one time was like 80%. He was like at 70%. And then he went back up to hunt to a lot. And I just knew, you know, when you follow some of these recruitments, man, sometimes you're going to be right. Sometimes you're going to be wrong. You're most of the time, you're right. So you're following the right guy. Now, Smith Vilbert is a guy that's not talked about enough. He's just not. I mean, you know, Devon Ellis is a four-star. Um, we put him in there with the Fred Hansen, Ellison Jordan. We get Ellison Jordan healthy. We get... um. Robert Windsor is going to have a big year, sort of like Sharif Miller did. He's going to progress. He's going to be something. You know what I mean? I, guys like that, just to see how Penn State develop them, should make you excited about guys like Fred Hansen and Ellison Jordan. Once they get on the field, you saw the impact they have. P.J. Mustafa is the real deal. He's going to be a hard guy to mess with in that defensive line. He's just going to be real hard to mess with. But he's there also. Antonio Shelton, you hear so many rave reviews about Antonio Shelton and what he does. Three stars. Um, he's gotten stronger. He's better. I mean, he should be talked about. But it is really, really something. Now, you're looking at the transfers for a reason. Transfers are happening for the simple fact that when you look at transfers and um, you look at, they look at the depth chart and they look at who they're going to have to fight to come up. You know, you, everybody's around these coaches. We're not around these coaches who's showing, uh, not, you know, on per se Penn State side favoritism, but showing that the intrigue of these guys could cut into the, the intrigue of the guy that's been working here for a couple of years. Uh, like Jawan Johnson had the drops. I mean, 
once he had that type of season and Polk, even though he didn't have that type of season, you know, he had some of them, but he was more consistent than Jawan was when he was called upon. Um, but now these guys, even though Polk was a four star, Jawan was big time four star. It's other guys that have to come in. If you didn't impact the way they wanted you to that year, now it's like now everybody's going to get that um, same rotation. But what that's doing is the young guys have more time. So they're going to get more time to shine. KJ Hamler came in and made it look good for all the receivers coming in. So now Justin Shorter, Johan Dotson, so some uh, spectacular, you know, play last year. So did Matt Hipper Hamler. Cameron Sullivan Brown showed, you know, when he gets in there. I mean, Daniel George, when they get in there, they impact it. So, I mean, of course, Gerard Parker is looking like a kid in the candy store looking at all this. And, and Jawan Johnson, them know the deal. They know the future. They know more than we know. So, of course, they're going to go. The big surprise was Lamont Wade. All right. Lamont Wade was the big surprise. I just didn't think that that would happen as much as they went after him. Who knows what's going on? Like, we, we don't know what's going on inside there. But Lamont Wade sees the competition, too. You got Marquise Wilson coming in. You got a hometown guy, Keaton Ellis, coming in, who just went up. Shot. I'm so glad 247 finally recognized how elite the guy is. Okay, they got two elite corners and Ellis and Wilson coming in. Then you still got Joey Porter Jr. coming in. So now it's really going to look bad there. And then you're looking at the safety position. Taylor and Sutherland are right there. There's no way I see Wade getting there the way Sutherland played. One guy was like, well, they play the same position. Taylor is a cornerback. He can play strong safety or free safety. So it's not no limit to him. He can play. He he proved he could play the stronger position, but we know he could play the free safety position if he played the strong safety. The guy's a good cover guy, and he can hit. So he's just evolved his career at the safety position, and I don't think those two guys are moving. Brisker's not. Why do you think Humphrey's left? Humphrey, see what it is. You got guys like um, Brisker coming in and, and Tyler Rudolph. And so now some something is float in the air with that because it's like oh well they see something because i would think this year you know but humphreys know he came in the same time you know around the same time um and he don't see he sees taylor leaving but then you see he must see something else like he's not gonna get no time i would think humphreys would stay around that's another surprise i loved isaiah humphreys i loved isaiah humphreys but he knows something we don't know a way do too for those two guys to be in the transfer portal and isaiah humphreys is with cal Okay, so he, he went to Cal. So that's big there. But let's talk about 2019 guys. I said Jaquez Soros is 90%. I said Nick Cross is 80% from 90%. Just feel like Florida State is more of a uh, lean than just giving them um, a 90% clip. I see him more of a guy that's still, you know, that 10% clip was more like he's there. So they have a chance, but. You know, you look at what's going on, they have more of a chance. So I still give them a low percentage, but they get more of a percentage, you know, based off homework. So I just think Nick Cross is going to commit. Doug Nestor, no. I mean, homework on that seems like Doug Nestor is going to still be a hard state, man. I know what I mean. So uh, what do I give him with Penn State? I give him a 20% clip in Penn State. You know, I give him a 20%. Um, Jacquez Searles, I'm looking at 90%. I was going to go to 80% a little bit. South Carolina makes, you know, uh, see where they at there. Jaquez Soros, you got to look at where he's at. And I think Jawan Sider, I'm going with his resume, what he's done for Penn State and Florida and, and, and what they're saying about Soros and what he says about Penn State. I mean, 
Then I go to people behind him and, and talk to people there. Then, then you got to talk to the people who also recruit them besides Penn State. And you look at uh, the floor, I mean, other schools that want Jacquez Soros. And I look at it, Penn State looks like the favorite in that. Also, um, Brett Seether. Brett Seether, I, I was on the 80% clip, man. I was on the 80% clip, but I'm going to go to 70%. I just feel like um, Alabama's making a push. There's other schools, but they're they the only school I see on there. I'm looking, and you're just looking back and forth and what you're reading into. I just think right now it's a, a 70% clip. We'll see what happens more and more, but I went down from an 80% clip to a 70% clip with him. I went down from from that point, you know, I mean, I keep going down. It's just that it's just more traction going on that recruiting front. It really is. Alabama's making a push, and other schools are looking to um, get that seat there. And he's enjoying his recruitment. He's enjoying where he's going, and, you know, I've talked to him. It's just a real good uh, – we'll just see what happens, you know, because it could go down. For, I'm just – every week I'm always looking or every day I'm – you know, you got to understand I'm doing basketball, football, so, you know, I get the stuff uh, – you know, I have a rotation. And it looks like the guys now – Mark Anthony Richards. A lot of people are talking about Mark Anthony Richards. And 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 rightfully so. Rightfully so. They're, they're, they're saying, um, well, Mark Anthony, one guy, you know, I got the Stooge Patrol, some followers I got, I caught. They just like to get on there and just, you know, I I, I mess with them. They just like to get on there to be known. But but no, um, they was like Mark Anthony Richards. Yeah, Mark Anthony Richards is being recruited real good by Jawan Sider. And it's and it's been like if you're really, and if, if you're trying to, uh, another guy, people want to pay attention to certain, you know, predictions, and I'm not even going to go into it, but just do your homework, all right? If you're doing your homework, if you're a guy that either you're a follower and you're listening, or you're a recruiter, and you're trying to be an analyst, and you're trying to go in deep, just do your homework. Mark Anthony Richards looks like a 70% Penn State clip. I just feel like he's there. Uh, the the recruitment's picked up ever since the transfers, you know what I mean, have went down. Like, Penn State has went harder. On, on a lot of recruits. They got so much space now. <laughs> Do you see the transfer portal and the, the, the guys who don't want to play football no more? Do you see how much space is opened up for Penn State? They are going in on recruits. Um, Guys like TJ Jones, don't see no traction in that. Just don't. Lawrence Cager, that's the one you need to watch out for next month. Um, It's going to be a visit. And, you know, signing day is coming soon. So, I expect Cage is 6'5". He's, he's a guy that could be a, a end zone threat. I think that would be good for um, a 6'4 quarterback like Tommy Stevens. You get a 6'5 guy. You got Pat Freemurth. Uh, you got uh, Zach Kuntz, 6'7". So it's good to have those tall guys, Justin Shorter. He's coming. He's 6'4", 6'5". These guys, it's good to have those guys with a tall quarterback. I think it's going to be a big difference in the offense with the taller quarterback. McSorley is one of the toughest quarterbacks I ever saw in college football history. And one of the best, all right? And to do it for a program like that, you are one of the best to get the all-time records. But if he was 6'4", 6'5", we would be talking Heisman Trophy winner. Would have been, could have been national championship. It's going to be interesting to see what Tommy Stevens does. He always impressed on spring practices. But McSorley, a leader, a guy that never regressed and went down and was beat out for the position. And then it shows the respect they have for Tommy Stevens because – they put this man, they made a position for this man. So they have to be excited too to see him for this year. Same thing I said when Miles Sanders came back to back up Saquon Barkley. I said, this guy's going to come out and, bl and blow up. He was the 
number one running back, and he went and then to learn behind another guy that was successful. That just shows you the the, the running back status of Penn State now. Also, um, if we're talking about other recruits, guys, I want to get on real quick. Um, Jonathan Allen, no, he's no, he's not offensive lineman. I don't see no traction in that at all. I just don't. I mean, they like these guys like Penn State, T.J. Jones, Allen, but. No, it's um, Wisdom Asaboro, Asaboro, he's a guy. No, nah. I don't see no traction. Uh, Demarion Houston, nah, no traction. Um, You know, he got the offer. Of course, he likes Penn State, but, I mean, it's just not – it's undecisive. You know, it's just real. You know, you stick with the guys. These guys have been messing with, you know. Uh, T.J. Jones is in Florida, so, you know, uh, Miami for the Florida Gators, the Hurricane, the Florida Gators going after him. Um, just to know, just, just, just think about young, young Nick. Um, let me get back. Jaquai Soros. I'm talking about young. I'm thinking Nick Young because I'm clashing myself. Nick Cross, Jaquan Soros, Jaquai Soros. All right. Jaquai Soros. Excuse me on my names, everybody. Don't come down to my house and bang it down. My son's name is not, no, no, but, um, <laughs> Brett Seether, that's a guy to look at. There, everybody knows why the Jared Harrison Hunt is a lock. I, I really don't even like to run into him because I feel like he's a lock. It's over with. I mean, it's nobody. You see people like Miami and Alabama trying to make pitches in Ohio State. No, they have, no, it's over. No, he's having fun though. But nah, I don't nah. Then you know through a, um, I tell you once he commits, I'll let people know more about that once he commits to a school, you'll know more and more about, you know. If things start to change, I, I'll let you know automatically, you know. But uh, Jared Harrison Hunt is a lock. There's no other locks right now. Mark Anthony Richards, 70%. Brett Seether, 70%. Nick Cross went down to 80%. Um, Jacquez Soros, 90%. Okay, that's your guys. And Lawrence Cajun. I give it a 50-50, but I'm going to say 60-40. I'm going to stop playing. I'm going to stop playing. Lawrence Cager, um, Gerard Parker, Jawan Sider went in and visited this guy. You know, they've been going after him, and he's scheduled a visit. So I just don't think you go into a situation knowing how receivers get down, knowing the resume of Chris Godwin and Deshaun Hamilton, and you go in there, and then you look at Mike Jasicki, the receivers coach, the receiving and, and, and where he's leaving. And then, you know, Cajun and, and Penn State have a history. So I don't think, and then he's, and you know, Jawan Siders from the Florida area. He's coming from the Hurricanes. And then what I hear on his side of things, that he likes Penn State. Um, and also what I won't, won't put out is, you know, a lot of extra things that were said. And I'm like, hey, man. Then, you know, I still hear, you know, there's other schools involved and, other programs that that you know are interested in them, but in this the the big high one is the Penn State, just to highlight that. And I feel like he comes in there with his last year. What, what do you want to do? You want to play, and and you come in there and we talking about where would he be at? Do you think he would be fourth? No, I think he would get plenty of time. I think he would be the starter. The, him and Stevens would become a very good unit together. Two seniors. They would be him and Pat Freemurth. They will all turn into 
a good squire. And the next guy in charge is who's next is Sean Clifford. And the guys he came in with, like Justin Short, they were all they've all grown together. And I think they're trying to get a veteran receiver to help. They just don't want to put everything on these young guys because, you know, Hamler be a red shirt sophomore and you bring in Dotson and you bring in Shorter as sophomores. I mean, you really want your guys to have a veteran around them. And I think that's what Penn State is trying to do. And I think it'll happen. I think so. You know, those are the guys. That's another guy to add to it. You know, if you went to that point. Now, I want to um, clearly say that I feel like the running back situation is big. I really do. I don't really think people understand the running back situation in Penn State. Ricky Slade's about to have a, I mean, he's so fast. You know, I remember um, Stephen A. Smith was like, well, Saquon Barkley reminds me of Barry Sanders. Well, I, I respect opinions, and I have to start being such an asshole on some opinions. I'm like, what, what? Because Barry Sanders was my favorite running back of all time. Him and Bo Jackson are like one, two, or sometimes one, one. Depends on how I feel when I wake up. All right? Now, Saquon is bigger than him, okay? But that doesn't mean anything. If you run like him, you run like him. If you play like him, you play like him. He doesn't play like Barry. He has good moves, but he he just he doesn't he doesn't move, he doesn't move like Barry. You know, and, and maybe because of the size they don't look like it. But he does have those feet. So I can see people saying that. That's why to me it's more of a um I give you five percent of my credibility of of my okay on that, Stephen A. I do. But I don't think he's – I think he's more Barry Sand, Bo Jackson because of his, his size and how he moves and his size, his athletic ability, what he does, how he moves. He's just a Bo Jackson guy to me. I'm, I'm sorry. You, you ain't even seen no guy come in where people say, Bo Jackson. Have anybody seen this guy run? He can run over you, run around you. I mean, what can you do? You can hit him in the air. You're going to bounce off of him. It's an athlete, man. You see what he was doing when he was at Penn State bench pressing? And then he running four threes on people. Four, four, oh, my God. You know, so that's it. But Ricky Slade, he reminds me of Barry. The way he moves, how fast he moves, how fast he – he made me a Barry and Emmett mixed. He can run He can run uh, through two. He can run through in between the cracks fast and explode like Emmett Smith did. Or he can run around you and jip you and shoot. You know, like he looks like Barry and Emmett. You know, a glance of them both put into one. It's running styles. Johnny Brown can run with power and he has super speed. I mean, you, I think, I think he's the underrated player on the offense because now I think, now Devin Ford, I think, is definitely going to get some time this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's no doubt, no question that Devin Ford is going to come in and get some, some ball time. When Mal Sanders gone, it changes. If Thomas graduating, it changes things around. Ricky Slade, Journey Brown, Devin Ford. And then you're still going to have some time for Noah Brown. I mean, Noah Kane, because if Mark Allen, Mal Sanders, and Jonathan Thomas, and Ricky Slade was getting some time, I'm looking at that four. Noah Kane, Devin Ford, Journey Brown. And uh, Ricky Slade. And, and everybody talking about the Lion. Everybody talking about, I, I was like, 
because I don't know if they're going to use it this year since Tommy Stevens on quarterback. But I said if they do use the Lions scheme, if they use the Lions scheme for anybody to come out of another position to play another position, that would be Micah Parsons. I think you could sit back there and have two running backs. And Micah can block. Micah runs somebody down. Bow. And, and, and then you can also have to the point where you put somebody else in there and they block for Micah. Or that that, that, that running back goes out and plays receiver. And you let Micah go ahead and run. You can, and then once he becomes a weapon, you can fake people out. You can you can all of a sudden have two two running backs. Say you have Micah and you got Ricky back there. Whoa, that's crazy. You got Micah and Ricky back there. And people are thinking, well, they're gonna run Micah. Same thing they used to think, you know, with Tommy Stevens. Is he gonna throw the ball? Is he gonna run the ball? Then you see Tommy Stevens over there as a receiver. And then what people do is go over there and try to guard him because they're like, oh, they got Tommy Stevens, and so they're gonna throw it to him. Then they don't throw it to him, they throw it to another receiver. You can use Micah the same way you use Tommy as a decoy and as a weapon. Because Micah going to run through some people. He's going to score touchdowns. He might be your best goal line running back from five, ten yards, even from ten yards. Because he's a dynamic running back. So I could see this happening. Maybe not this year or maybe never. Who knows? But I did. I, I do. I remember hearing Franklin talk about what Micah wants to play. When the coach puts stuff out, he don't put stuff out just for play. He was like, Micah want to do this. He want to do that. And he also put out the fact that he wants to play running back right now. So you don't think that's in his head when you see that your star freshman has showed out and, and made you look once again, the man that made the right choice, the man that brought and he impacts right away. You want to say what you said to him on recruiting day, because he also said that it was a couple of programs. I think it was Alabama and Ohio State. But. Penn State was the program that said, yeah, uh, we'll explore options of putting them at running back. So. I mean, we're going to see that soon. and I'm, I'm anxious to see that. I really am. We're going to see that soon, man. He's going to do some special things at Penn State. Um, at receiver, I'm just ready to see Justin Shorter get down. I mean, I know Jahan Dotson. That's my guy. Uh, I mean, I'm a PA guy, so I'm all fan. Uh, Dotson is just my favorite of uh, all bias terms, but on realistical terms without scratching off the bias, it's Justin Shorter. That dude is something special. And when he gets going, it's going to be crazy. I could really see Justin Shorter and Cager taking most of the snaps as the outside guys and handling the slot being a dynamic guy. And it's going, but I think the the top three guys will be them. Then Cager goes and here comes Dotson. I really think that ends up happening because you want, if you can, you get Cager impact and Shorter starts to impact, which I, I, I just know he will. Once they start giving him the snaps, I know he will. It's just when they decide to do it. All right. Them two guys being tall on the outside is going to be hard to stop. And this is a very underrated Penn State team because people just don't know. They don't know how good and dynamic Tommy Stevens is. If you lose your homework, you see if you put a guy at receiver, you know he has to be dynamic as an athlete. If you feel like I got to get this man some time. And you look at Ricky Slade, those four running backs. Why don't you do your homework on who those running backs are? Nobody thought Noah Kane was coming or Devin Ford was coming to Penn State. Nobody thought that. Nobody thought it. Now they're here. So what do you think is going to happen and people, I know people are sitting in their playbooks like, ooh, when they start playing these guys, because they're not going to be ready for Ford and Kane when they start giving them the ball because then it's not an offense trained for them. And they are dynamic elite running backs. You have four elite running backs. One guy was going to tell me about one follower about Johnny Brown. Man, if, a, if, if he's better than a five, four or five star, he's a three star, 
I'm saying to myself, you just don't know football, do you? Like it's never happened. It's happened numerous times. It's not a common thing. Of course, it's not supposed to be a common thing. Well, that means all the rivals and 247 sports rankings are about to be cut up. But what is a common thing is unstarred and low star players being better than four or five star, like three stars, four or five. That's happening. Don't you look, do your homework. People got to do their homework before they start, you know, stop it. Just stop it. Okay. Um, I'm going down the line on some roster, roster things. I'm still thinking CJ Thorpe and Rasheed Walker take over on the line. I mean, Mike Miranda could, Desmond Holmes could, you know, you got the guard tackle. Those are two other guys who, you know, are in there. You know, don't I wouldn't knock out Juice, but I think they want to keep Monday there for the foundation purposes, guys who have been in those positions. I said Juice, I think Juice is the type of guy, no doubt in my mind, Juice Scruggs is the type of guy who could go to center and you say, I can move Monday to guard, but... I doubt it. I ain't really heard too much hype on Juice. Juice might be getting the saving, you know. You got a real good, got the best center and guard. Center, He can go to guard, too. You got the best center in the nation. That's where you recruited Frederick Scruggs. The man gets down. So he will have his time soon. Um, We're talking about defensive line. That's just, listen, you can't talk about the defensive line. Because you could just, it's just too fun. Shaq and Tony and, and, and Matos Gross. Now, when people say, oh, Jason Oway, so many fans. Are, you see what the people are already. Now, that's another big reason why transfers. Because some fans, not because of the fans, but some fans know the popularity of some of these guys. And I told you that some guys go because some guys are in more favor and take time from these guys. Not that they're just saying that. Like university saying you need to go and transfer because you're not going to get no time. No, your time's going to get cut into. You know who these guys are. Jason Noway, he's going to get plenty of time. He's going to be the key guy off the – him and, and Shane Simmons are going to be the key backups. Key backups. And Shane Simmons was a, a high four-star. This guy is a monster, an animal. Okay, then you got Jason Oway backing up now. Then you still got Daniel Joseph. So then you come with Shaq Atone. Shaq Atone deserves it, man. I mean, he deserves it. I don't need to say nothing. If you're a Penn State person or if you're somebody in the Big Ten's play Penn State, you know about Shaq Tony. So, all right, I'm done with it. If you played Penn State in the bowl, if anybody has it, you know who Shaq Tony is. All right. um, the defensive line is just that one spot. I'm up in the air. I say Fred Hansen. He was a big-time uh, recruit that they wanted in that class. He decommitted. They went and got him. He was a big recruit. He's healthy. He's in there. He got to come. You got to come in the spring and show it. And I think he could. I think the backup guy will be Mustafa and, and Shelton. They will get, you know, Mustafa and Shelton are the key backup guys. And Ellison Jordan, he comes in there. He's going to get time, but it's going to be Mustafa and Shelton. All right. Judge Culpepper comes in there. Can't wait to see how he gets down. That guy was a beast. I'm really not Judge Culpepper. Woof. I mean, they got some guys in, on their team. Nick Tarberton is another guy who um, he won't get that time at linebacker. It'll be defensive end. That's another guy. You, you, you're talking about another guy you're adding. Like, seriously, they got some people on this line. And I just think, um, like I said, I picked Hansett. My, my picks are Hansett, Winsett, Matos Gross, and Tony. 
Now, once again, there's two things that can stop my predictions. Practice, if somebody earns a position or injury. So, but that's what I'm picking at this point right now, who I think will be it. Linebackers, Micah Parsons, Cam Brown, and Jane Johnson. A lot of people, oh, Ellis Brooks. What about Ellis Brooks? Ellis Brooks, This see, fans again, they love these guys. But Jan Johnson put in his work last year. Y'all don't remember who Jan, that disrespectful. You don't remember Jan Johnson not losing his job to nobody last year? And you mean to tell me, coming into this season, you think he's going to, do you know how important seniors are to a football team? Productive seniors? And then when you get one that can stand out, he's not going anywhere. He's a leader. He's been here longer than Ellis Brooks. Micah Parsons broke into it. It's no doubt. Koa Farmer gone. It's time for Micah. Micah going to get more stats. I, I think he just has an unbelievable season, possibly All-American season. And then you get Cam Brown, who has just been that guy. Everybody, oh, Brandon Smith. And then, man, come on. Y'all, I know these guys are good, but they got to wait their turn. They know it. They watch football, too. You come in and get your snaps, though, like Micah Parsons did, like Jesse Lucetta did, like Ellis Brooks did. Smith is going to get snaps. Dixon's going to get snaps. They're going to be key contributors, no doubt. These are impact players, but they're going to have to wait their turn for the starting position. Jesse Lucetta's going to be there getting his time. I mean, it's going to be a real, real, real good linebacking core. This year is intriguing, very intriguing. That Now there's no more, oh, Penn State, no linebackers, huh? And then 2020, which I'm about to talk about in a minute. We'll talk about that. Cornerbacks, it's all no doubt John Reed and uh, Tariq Cashel Fields. And I think as far as the third guy, the nickel guy, that's going to be, um, what's his name? Um, <laughs> man, he got my last name, Donovan Johnson. Johnson's are just, you know, Johnson's, we show out, man. And his speed, I just can't wait to see him now. It's, it's his job. Zach is gone. Z-Mac is gone. Shout out to Z-Mac, Zach McPherson. Um, productive uh, cornerback. But he also knew that his time was coming. He knew that Donovan Johnson was going to take more of his snap. Then you got all these other guys coming in. It's like, what am I going to do? It's crowded now at cornerback. You still got Jabari Butler there. You still got DJ Brown there. Who We'll see how much time he gets. He was a standout in Georgia. Standout. One of my favorite recruits they got. So let's see where he goes. Let's see if he climbs up the depth chart somehow. But uh, Jawari Butler has been a good special team. I mean, he was good in the Southland Conference, man. He's, he's a talented cornerback. So let's see how those guys come. But you still got Marquise Wilson. I guarantee you they get snaps. Uh, we'll see what happens with Joey Porter. We'll see what happens. I don't know if he'll get no snaps this year. But Marquise Wilson and, and Keaton Ellis, he was the first recruit. Let's see what he does in practice maybe to get some time. Let's see what happens. Let's just see what happens, man. He was the first guy to sign on. With this class. So let's just see what happens um, with, with him. Now, safeties are Sutherland Taylor, I told you. And coming in, um, Patricia, he comes in, he's still there. Um, he'll get some time. You look at that Brisker, who could, with, with Wade out, that really changes the dynamic of things. Tyler Rudolph and Brisker are really going to get some hard looks for this team. Really get some hard looks. I really see a lot on this team as far as and and don't be surprised. Listen, it's one guy, Charlie Catch here. He can play linebacker. He um, but don't be surprised. He also can play safety. Don't be surprised if he switched or whatever. 
I mean, I'm really looking at that position, just like Tarbenton. If he, I doubt if he comes back to linebacker, it could be defensive end, but we'll see what happens. I just think this is a, a built team. All right. Now, last thing I want to talk about is the 2020 class. Cause I've been loving this class for a minute. Been talking to Bressy. I've contacted Bressy, contacted Fleming. Those are two of my guys there. Fleming is still number one in this class entirely to me. He just that's just my opinion. And Bressy's number two. These two guys, if Penn State can land these two guys, wow. I mean, from 2017, even before. Franklin has gotten better and better and better. His recruiting is immaculate. Soon he'll be doing the same thing. I'm telling you, mark my words. I say, give it two years. Not next year, but the next year. You'll start seeing a change to where Penn State becomes the elite team like Alabama was. I'm just saying. There'll be one of those teams that you're going to have to be one of those top two teams that you cannot touch and you're not going to end up touching in no type of way until you get to the national championship and that team has a last chance to touch them. Penn State is too stacked. Great coaches. Everybody questioned Franklin. You know the hard job he had to do last year. He had to lose all those key players. Like, y'all have to be crazy. Your team made a decision, but usually before those decisions will work because he had the players. Stop it. It's, y'all got to stop. Y'all, y'all, y'all act like those drops wasn't happening with those receivers. It's crazy. It's so crazy. The disrespect I've heard on Franklin. It's crazy. But, um, Bressy, I, I still say, uh, uh, Fleming's a lot. Bressy, I still say, I say 70%, man. It's just, you know, it's just too many guys going in for this guy. But Penn State has did a hell of a job. They are on Bressy. They are on this guy. And he has, like I say, he has talent better than both. This guy can be something. 6'5", 290. This kid. Wow. Um, Mikhail Sherman and Khalil Mullins are the two. two like, I think Khalil Mullins um, right now is Michigan. But that's like 60% because, you know, I mean, there's a lot of guys after him. And Penn State gets that 30% mark. I mean, 40% mark to me. I mean. They don't get the whole 40. There's a lot of teams in there, but, you know, they get a nice mark. If I had to get Penn State, I'd say 20% right now. Say 20%. Matter of fact, I'd say 25 because they have a good, you know, relationship with him. He's been around, been camp. I mean, he's did all that. Mikhail Sherman, I'm going, um, I'm going to go 70% right now. I was going to go 60, but 70%. I think he's Penn State. I mean, you know, Ohio State's a team that's on him, but I think he's Penn State. But Khalil, nah. I think right now it's still um I think it's still um still Michigan. So we'll see how that turns out. Chris Tyree, lock Penn State. Jaden Potton, lock Penn State. Aaron Parks, lock Penn State. Um Raheem Jared, nope. Seems like Ohio State or Alabama's making a push. And they coming. And there's other programs too. He's undecided. He's fifty percent everything right now. I mean, he's just having a good time. But I know Penn State's not in it no more. You know, those are some updates. Um, Jalen Burgers are 50%. We don't know what's going to happen in that particular point. Ohio State's doing a good job. But Berger, I talked to him, I mean, uh, you know, last year. And, um, you know, he was on Penn State. And then looking at now, I just follow his recruitment through people around him and where it's going and schools and 
Berger still, you know, has love for Penn State. But um, it's going to be Marshawn Lloyd is Georgia right now. I don't see Penn State on it. I see Penn State like good 20% clip on Marshawn Lloyd. I just think Georgia's on that real good. Will Penn State get two running backs? I think it could happen, but I don't think they're in a rush for it right now. But I still think it can happen, man. All right, no doubt in my mind, that can happen. So those are my updates um, clearly on 2020 right now. Um, once I, the next Penn State radio, I will go further, further into that. Also, Penn State basketball. Hold your breaths, everybody. I understand it's a hard year. I understand. You know, what I predicted and what I think, I mean, the season ain't over, but 12 losses are hard to get in the tournament. You know, they might get in the NIT again and do their thing. But that young talent, which I thought Lamar Stevens, and what really is disappointing me is Mike Watkins. With him not being as impactful as he used to be, it really changes the, 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 excuse me, the dynamic of their team. They don't have an inside presence. He was playing defense. He was, he was elite on both sides of the floor. He's not doing that no more. And that really hurts Penn State. Everybody want to know what that's what hurts them. I mean, if you got freshmen who are impacting like Dredd and uh, Bolton, and then you got guys like Marion Jones who also is coming in there doing something. You got J- Josh Reeves is still there with Lamar Stevens. You know, you still got Harar and you still um, got Butrick doing his thing. All those guys are, are, are contributing. You need Mike Watkins to level it all out because if it's a big guy in there that can pass out, they can do his thing inside, they can block shots. It makes them win games. It's just, it just takes a lot from their defense and their offense, and that is the big thing right there going on with Penn State. There's no doubt. About it. Jamar Wheeler is another. Jameer Wheeler, I mean, he, he's as good as he is. He's a good defender. He's not better than Bolton's a score. You put him in there, you let him start. You know, you let your – now they're letting their uh, freshman come off the bench, which is smart because you see what's going on. You're putting a lot of pressure on them, and the team is not totally together. I'm telling you, Mike Watkins is it. I mean, without him doing what he could do, it's totally different. You don't have Tony Carr in there. The, you know, the, the the sophomore, after having been a freshman, becoming a sophomore, has a big season. And everything that Watkins didn't have, he substituted for. There's not a guy in there to help Stevens. All these guys are contributors. They're good players, but they're not experienced in this. You need Mike Watkins. You need your seniors. Same thing with, you know, a lot of schools, that's what they have. All right, so, and then you, they're recruiting good. Uh, Chuck Harris and Jalen Bridges. Jalen Bridges is a 2020 small forward. And with Jalen Bridges, um, it'll be between West Virginia and Penn State right now. I've said this numerous times. Chuck Harris, a lot of teams looking for him. I think he's a Penn State lean right now. I give Chuck Harris um, a good 60% clip right now. And Jalen Bridges is 50 50. We'll just see where that goes. Both of them are going to visit. So watch out for that. Noah Farrakhan. Watch out. Great offer. IMG. Super talent. So we're going to see on there right now. It's just Michael Brown Jones, who plays for IMG, plays with Noah Farrakhan. So watch out for that movement. Uh, he's committed to Penn State. So um, just watch out. All right. Now I'm out of here, y'all. That was a quickie. I mean, I know it's third, you know, it's around 40 minutes, but I want to get y'all, uh, you know, I, I usually sit down. You know, break down a lot, but this is when I, I wanted to get Penn State, you know, a little update on a lot of things on their sports, man. Follow Leader Man, follow me on Instagram, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Facebook, like my page on Facebook. Um, 
for the uh, NF, for my prospect predictions, you can go to NFL Draft Room and see my prospect predictions for all high school for football, certain football athletes. And you also got prospect predictions on stock rises for certain basketball, high school basketball athletes. So go check it out on stockrisers.com and NFLDraftRoom.com. Until the next time, y'all, I'm out. Follow the leader.